0: And welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing? I am doing
1: fantastic, mate. Noting that this might be the most information we've ever had to go off of for a podcast. (laughs) I know. As As far as Scarlet and Violet is concerned, I
0: feel like this week we have had just so much info dropped on us just loads thrown at us, which makes sense we're into the final month before launch it makes sense that this is the part where they want to throw as much information as they can to kind of hammer home yeah you, you should be buying this game we hope you're excited to to play this game and it's been a relief for me i don't know if it's the same for you because they like I like to think over the past few weeks as we've been discussing it, well, the past few months, that I've been quite realistic. There's things that's irked me, there's things that I've been excited for, and there's been it's almost like been peaks of troughs where at times I'm really excited for it. There's times where they've released something and it really disappoints me. I'm at a really big high at the moment with the information that has been released, which we're gonna talk about in the podcast. And um, I just want to say this is looking like it is shaping up to be a fantastic Pokemon experience. Do you feel the same? Absolutely. I mean, let's face facts. The last couple of, what,
1: two, three weeks, mm-hmm. we've been a little mm-hmm. bit down. We've been a little bit like, eh, I'm not convinced by what's yeah. going on here. I'm not sure if I like it. And our biggest argument has been, give me gameplay footage. Yes. This isn't it. This do- I really hope this isn't it. Yep. If this is it, it's not good enough. And mm-hmm. it wasn't. That's not full gameplay footage, what we've seen so far. We have had sort of lots and lots of um, media outlets have had yeah. hands-on mm-hmm. experience, two hours to play the game. We haven't got that footage. We've got whatever footage Nintendo decided to release to the public. Yes. All of their reviews basically have the same footage over them. But even in that, even in that little bit of footage we can see, it, it solves so many of the issues we had. Yeah, Like, oh, the wild doesn't seem full enough. No, the wild is full enough. Yes. It doesn't necessarily seem like a lot to do. No,
0: there's lots and lots to do. <laughs> there is, Like, is. I'm not going to lie. When on one of the previews we've seen, and it was like, and the the, the person that was commentating said, um, oh, there's loads of Pokemon. I'm like, there's not. But then they're hidden in, in patches of grass. And as he's mm-hmm. running and they're all there, and I'm like, oh, they, they are there. They're just hiding or they're a little bit out your peripheral vision but that makes sense because when you're walking down the street you don't see loads of animals just in the street do you they're like hiding they're in their little areas and and whatnot and just to see and have the reassurance that yes there are a lot of pokemon is absolutely fantastic and this feels like you know, we've discussed in the past where it almost feels like there's a disconnect between Legends Arceus and Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. This addresses that where actually it, it actually does feel like a natural progression of what, what was almost a testing ground in Legends Arceus to go, it's worked, we fleshed it out, and that's the experience you're going to get in Scarlet and Violet.
1: Yeah. Especially when you get confirmations of things like, Oh, I looked up in a tree and there were three types of Pokemon all just living up there. Yeah. Oh, I walked along and did see a herd of Pokemon with the old with the bigger evolution looking after the younger ones. I'm like, yes. Oh, I walked up to a Dunsparce and it immediately dug underground and ran
0: away from me. Yes like good yeah good. That's what you interact with each other yeah it's absolutely fun absolutely fantastic to... and it goes back to and i think this is the reason you're excited that you've said in the past that you want pokemon to feel alive yes and absolutely individuals and not just a digital asset on screen and the fact that depending on the pokemon and when you run up to them lets you know like what they do is different. So like you said, the Dunsparce will react differently than a Pokemon that is more aggressive, which will come up and challenge you. And things like, um, w- one of the things that I heard on one of the videos I watched was the flying Pokemon. Instead of like Sword and Shield, where you had to you know, ring your, your bell or whistle to trap the Pokemon, the flying Pokemon will fly down to you just when they see you, depending on th- the type of Pokemon and if it is aggressive or not. Mm-hmm. but it just helps to make it feel more like they're real. They, they From what we've seen they, they seem like they are real creatures which just blows my mind that we're finally getting a game where they're not just you know, assets on screen. They, they feel real and I'm hoping this is a bit like Breath of the Wild in terms of they're still not giving everything away and you know there'll be videos coming out that's like 20 things that you didn't know you could do in scarlet and violet and mm-hmm. the little interactions that you can have with pokemon or, or or trees or rocks in the wild and you do a certain thing that you'd never think to do and the and it 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 gives this new lease of life to this game and new surprises and it, it i'm so excited for this i really am this is actually like
1: my hype levels were a little bit low and yep. they have shot through the roof Agreed. since then. And, then. and then on top of that, they gave us a new doggo. So naturally, I'm over the freaking moon. So, but the real question though is, who let the dogs
0: out? Is that, is that the question, is that, it? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> that's the segue. And we know the answer. Game Freak let the dogs out. We got another, another Pokemon dog announced. Which, How, how are you pronouncing this? Grievard, 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 Grievard. Right. Okay, so first and foremost, what's your opinion on this Pokemon?
1: I love it so much. Yes, he's <laughs> such a happy little boy, and he like behaves like a dog. And we've seen the in-game footage of it behaving like a dog as well. And yes. I love it, and I love every bit of it. I like the fact that he digs underground and his little yeah. candle sticks up. Oh, that is and he's brilliant. friendly. And yeah. he just wants to play with everyone. But in playing with everyone, he kills them and sucks the life from them because Pokemon can't have ghost Pokemon just be nice. They can't.
0: If, it, it, like, if you, if you see a ghost Pokemon, if you are aware that it has a ghost typing, surely you stay away from it, right? You, you, I don't care how friendly that Pokemon is, but that, maybe that's part of the lore of it. Like the, Maybe it's not a friendly dog. Maybe that's what it puts on to attract people to it in order to uh, drag you down to your death. Unfortunately. So did you ever used to watch was it Wacky Races? Yes, he does look like Muttley. He You're does correct. Do, he does, doesn't he? And I, I hope they give him that kind of like <laughs> chuckling to himself animation. Like that would just be absolutely fantastic. It's good to see a more pure ghost type Pokemon because they don't get enough love. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, we've only had I look this up actually because I was really curious. Um we've only ever had fifteen other pure ghost type Pokemon. And one of them you I'd say you can't even count because it's Mega Burnett, which you can't get in the, you know, in the latest versions of the game. So ghost typing really does need a, a little bit of, of love. Um and I love I actually love its ability, which I don't know if you've seen this, it's pickup, um, which I've used sparingly in the other games. And I'm really looking forward to getting this because Well it means your challenge runs are possible. Challenge runs are possible, but not just that, but it's the fact that we get, this is a brand new game. We don't know what this Pokemon is picking up. And well, that's true, because you've got the Let's Go feature, because yes. there are
1: items lying around in the overworld, there and are. you've got to send out your Pokemon to go get it. Mm-hmm. And there's also the um, sort of items that Pokemon now drop as well, that you're going to be using in the TM machines. Yes. So what is it picking up? That's a very good question, actually.
0: That's it. Like in previous Pokemon games, so for everyone that might not know what the pickup ability is, depending on the Pokemon's level, it has an increased chance of picking up various items. The higher the level, typically, the better the items. To the point where it can pick up rare candies, but lower levels, you're typically picking up potions. Um, but we, we, I haven't, I haven't used the pickup ability in later generations, so I don't know what we're getting. And I'm hoping that it isn't just typical potions. They, they, the fact that we've got mechanics and crafting in Pokemon now, I'm kind of hoping it can potentially pick up rarer items that you might not necessarily need, but will add extra functionality to the TM machine, potentially. It or... would be kind
1: of cool if you walk past a group of like Pyro and Litleo yeah. without even having to do the Let's Go auto-battling mm-hmm. thing just because you're around them uh Grivard picks up Lilio Tuft.
0: Yeah. Like it, it just like look, but that I think that is is going back to what I was saying earlier about like all the little hidden mechanics that they don't talk about that they've implemented just to make just to make the game more bigger than bigger than it is because it already looks like a big game. It really does and from the previews we've seen it looks like it's it's the biggest in terms of scope that they've ever the ambition to create um so little things like that i'd I'd be really really happy with it and this is yet another dog pokemon in well pokemon but also another dog pokemon in this game because we've had two announced so far right uh yeah but i definitely prefer this one to
1: Agreed. fido read fido's got the better name yeah but i definitely prefer this
0: pokemon yeah. i think its design
1: is a lot smarter i think it's a lot more affectionate and just yes I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan Me of Me too. Hard.
0: Me too. And I'm hoping we get... I'm looking forward to seeing its evolution because as someone that really loves the Gen 3 games, must say, Poochiana, really like that. My Tiena was a bit lackluster. I'm hoping this doesn't repeat that and I'm hoping we get something that is fantastic. I'm imagining if this is ghost type linking in with like mythology of... Uh, 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 I think it's Greek mythology. You know Cerberus, the three-headed dog that guards Cerberus the gates of hell? Cerberus is an option. Yeah, like, if we get something like that. So it could go down the route of um, Hydreigon, you know, one head, two heads, three heads, potentially. Um, I mean, if I've called that here, I'm very happy. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, absolutely loving that. Shall we... Um, I think on, on that note of, like, yeah. inspirations
1: and stuff like that, there is uh, lore about a white uh, or a dog spirit. I think it's Central America, I want to say, off the top of my head. Um you get white dogs and black dogs, large dog spirits. And the white ones are very friendly, but yeah. the black ones are very evil. So Ooh. this could turn into like a big black hound. Oh. Um, yeah. That would be maybe ghost dark. I like could see that, that happening. Oh,
0: because we've not had a lot of ghost dark Pokemon either, have we? It's and a- it becomes a lot more vicious when it evolves. I like that as well. I absolutely love it. I, and oh, did. They- they are potential, potential, <laughs> so much potential. They are hitting it out of the park with this generation. From and maybe it's just the hype of watching that you know the latest video that we've watched, but I can't recall a Pokemon game where they've released so many of the designs ahead of the launch and they've all hit the mark. I don't think any of them. To me, I'm looking at going, eh, I'm not that fussed about. It. They're all. They've all got something really. Um, what, what's the word, alluring about them? Where you look at and go, mm-hmm. yeah, that actually feels like a Pokemon. It looks like a Pokemon. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing how they implement them in the actual overworld. Like you, you mentioned earlier about the um, brevard hides underground and you just see its candle. I, I love that. Absolutely love that they, that they are also implementing Pokemon that don't just walk around like... It, they're fitting in well how they appear in the overworld is based on the lore that we've given them and i absolutely love it and the thing is now we're going to play this and we're going to see a group of candles
1: sticking out the ground and be yeah. like oh it's a bunch of grieve yeah. that's really cool but you know there's going to be other pokemon yes. who we've not had revealed yet they're going yeah. to have this similar kind of thing maybe yeah. something jutting out of a mountain somewhere but we're like what's that walk up yes. to it oh it's a pokemon i've been set upon."
0: Yeah, exactly, oh, and I'm and I'm hoping they they play on that. I really do hope that you know you you you're playing the game. You get to the first like spooky area. You see a load of candles in the ground. You think, oh, this is Grievard, and you run up, and it's not. It's Litwick. It's something like that. You're like, oh, that also makes sense actually. And the little the little like troll elements that they can throw in to mess with our expectations of what we what we think we're getting with this game, and you get something else that's even better. Honestly. Like, well well done to Game Freak for releasing this information at this point when we needed it. Um, and just maybe excited to think what else will they potentially be throwing at us over the coming weeks because we've got what three, four weeks, three, three weeks? weeks or so now. That's it. That, that oh, is it. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's, it's, it is. Tuned. It is. Shall we discuss the video that we watched before? recording mainly because he asks he answers a lot of questions what do you think yeah i've got a whole bunch of notes written on here perfect right so first and foremost just in in case people want to go away and watch it we're watching a video done by a youtuber called philly beats you never heard of this person before this but they got to play the hands-on preview for two hours um and they Came out of that uh, with a video that answered a lot of questions that I had about this game. Was it the same for you? Uh, yes, absolutely. And I've watched other ones. I watched
1: IGN do their coverage. I've watched... Right. Um, because, again, a lot of media outlets got two hours to play the game, so I've seen most of their coverage. I think I sent this one over to you because it was the most in-depth and I think answered okay. a lot of the questions that we were asking specifically.
0: Okay. that make That makes sense. So... In this, So was there anything, any questions that really, or well, answers, that stood out to you in this?
1: So we've already mentioned the Pokemon actually being present in the wild yeah. and the amount of them there are. The fact that items are just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really like is, and again, I'm not sure whether it's going to be the case of you have to unlock the different ride forms for Coridon and Maridon. Yeah. But the ability to switch between them looks so simple.
0: Yes. Well, that was one of the issues with Legends Arcus. I loved the implementation mm-hmm. of the ride Pokemon, but I must admit sometimes it was a little bit difficult navigating between them because there was four... It's when you'd land and you're yes. suddenly,
1: oh, oh I'm Sneezler. Yes. Oh, it's like, then, why would I be Sneezler? Yes. I want to be on my fast Pokemon. I want to be on Weird Deer as soon as I land. Yeah. And you then got to switch between them. Mm-hmm.
0: And this fixes that because... Instead of having to, na- I'm hoping that it's it's smart enough because you've only got one Pokemon. You don't need to switch between them. And basically, you're running as you approach a wall, it knows to automatically go up. As you approach water, it automatically changes to you know the the ability that to swim. And then if you jump off a high cliff or something like that, it knows yeah you're probably going to want to fly rather than just free fall down. So agreed that that stood out, which was absolutely fantastic. I think one thing that stood out to me that they mentioned is that you can throw your Pokemon out to initiate a battle, which I quite liked. Yes, um, and
1: you get benefits for doing so. So you can backstrike, much in the oh, same I way as you see could that. in Legends Arcus. Oh, So yeah, so if you're going up against a Pokemon that's faster than you, um, if you sneak up behind them, because we've seen the sneaking mechanic is still there, yeah. throw your Pokeball out and hit them from behind, you catch them off guard,
0: so you get the first attack. Brilliant. Oh, that that is just absolutely fantastic. I, I love that. Um, another thing that stood out to me is they've they've sped. It seems like they've sped a lot of it up. Which yes, absolutely. Was a huge. I don't think it, I didn't notice that in Legends Arceus, Like the, it felt like n- it flowed well in Legends Arcus, but BDSP I think was a prime example of where it felt very slow.
1: mm Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You go into, the, you walk around, it triggers an animation. All oh, right, now you're in the Pokemon battle. Now I have to select things and you throw your Pokeball. You have to wait. It has to do its three shakes. From the footage we've got, it's very much... Which is kind paced. of funny
1: considering how much faster BDSP was than Diamond and Pearl.
0: Agreed. Which yes. was some of the slowest games Sl- we've ever had. Definitely, definitely. Um, something else that stood out to me, which I'm... I don't know how I feel about this, is... They've removed trainers locking eyes with you in forcing a battle. So you have to physically approach the trainer and talk to them to initiate the battle.
1: So I was I was a little bit mixed on this as well, but the explanation I've had for it is a case of well, no, you're exploring the world. This Mm. everything happens at your pace. If you want to fight someone, go fight someone. If you don't want to fight someone, Don't go out of your way to not fight them. Mm. Just go past Mm. them. Just ignore them. It's fine. You can do everything. And the idea is that nothing in this game is going to stop you doing what you want to do. Yes. If you are heading in a certain direction, nothing's going to stop you from doing that. No. Which is fantastic. And again, that comes back to the whole like, oh, you just press A again to glide. And then you can just fly over everything. You can jump. You can ride. You can swim nothing's going to stop you going from where you are to where you want to be yeah
0: yeah That's that's so cool it is it's absolutely fantastic that it and that ties in with the three different routes that you can you can go and i i don't know when they will have implemented that whether or not it's at the start whether or not it's during you know the build or whether or not it was later on but it makes sense with what you just said about just being able to go off and do your own thing that If it was just gyms, then that kind of hampers that because, okay, I know I can go off here and explore, but at some point, I'm going to have to come back and do gym one of eight gyms, whereas actually now, you don't. It's, okay, go off, and, you know, at some point, maybe you do want to do gyms, but before you can do that, it's not just about catching Pokemon. You've got your other two... Um, you know, the Titan Pokemon and Starfall um, Road that you can go off. On top of what I'm expecting is a lot of exploration of what's that cave over there? What's that beach over there? What's that island over there? And just letting the players just basically create their own experience. That's the the major vibe I'm getting from this where you and your best friend might play this game separately, but you're going to have different experiences and it's going to feel like your journey. Which, yeah. which, I mean, go did you
1: did you ever hear that um, the original idea for Pokemon was to have everybody's journey be completely different? Yes, there was supposed that to it be was like, all supposed to be like procedurally generated, yes. effectively.
0: Like there was a, I, I, I think it was this year. I read that where there was supposed to be originally like fifty three thousand versions yeah. of the original Gen One games, which like. And people have done that. People have proved that this is is doable because in um, I've seen Gen 3 do it where um, the doors are random. So depending on which door mm-hmm. you go in, you'll appear somewhere else. I know that's not exactly the same as procedural generated, but it proves that there is some functionality underpinning it where actually you could make it where someone's journey is different than someone else's. So I think the, the fact that you have so much choice in this
1: means you really can go wherever you want one of the big things I was worried about that uh, we found out, you know, we got confirmation of is all the paths are going to give you League points. Yes. Which I was super scared about, you know, it, when I saw that League points were how you bought TMs, I was like, oh, is it, is it only the Pokemon League that's going to be able to progress the yep. story? Am I not going to be able to just go and do whatever I want? I actually do have to come back and do the, uh, the gym battles. But no, everything gives you League points. All yep. the different paths give you League points. That's so good. I'm so happy with that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you were uh, most sort of looking at was, is there different times of day? That is confirmed.
0: It's there confirmed. There are different times of day, and it's not locked to real time. I love that. I, I'm happy because there is nothing more infuriating, and um, when I've done uh, Nuzlocke's in the past and the, the time and date, depending on what time you are playing on your computer affects the time in, in in the game, which sometimes locks you out of some of the Pokemon that you've... Okay, I'm going to go shiny hunt on that one because it's really powerful. And then you load up the game. It's like, oh, I saw that when it was daytime. It's now nighttime. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to get that Pokemon. I love that this resolves that because it doesn't matter if I'm playing on the Switch at night or the day. I can just go, I'm just going to play the game. And at some point, the game will turn into nighttime and therefore I can go and catch the Pokemon, like the ghost type, the dark type, that are more likely to appear at night. And it doesn't force me to play at a certain time of day to complete the Pokedex. I love that.
1: Well, I mean, I remember when I was younger and playing like Gold and Silver, which was the first ones to have mm. day night. And I think their night cycle was from like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm not allowed on my Game Boy on. <laughs> no. <laughs> <So>
0: you, <laughs> at that so you, age. So it it's like I never got out. to play at night. Oh, okay. That's a great example. I, I Yes. Yeah, so I love that. No mention of... At least the video we watched, there's no in world mention of horde encounters or um what what's the other um what's the other word that they use to describe it? I can't remember. I'm stalling no, for time. I'm thinking horde encounters. We people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um so no confirmation of that. Mass outbreaks. Mass outbreaks. That's the one. That's the one. Um no confirmation of that. But from the videos we've seen, like You maybe don't even need that because you go to a wild area and you've got a group of Pokemon just naturally there, like the slacking and the the vigor off and and whatnot. So maybe then. hopefully it won't. You won't see a mass outbreak of
1: Pokemon who roam around isolated because it doesn't make sense. No. Which is great. And that's more to what I want. Like, I only want to see a group of Pokemon if Pokemon. If that particular Pokemon lives in groups.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because like the mass outbreaks in Legends Arcus, it was a great catching mechanic, but real world, it doesn't really make sense, does it? Because Mm. like, oh, this Pichu is over here, but the Pichu wouldn't naturally live there. Like that doesn't make any sense. Whereas in this, it feels like, okay, we're not going to do that because naturally the Pokemon are in groups anyway in the natural habitats you would expect them to be in and one of the the video that um that we're watching from philly beats you mentioned that um like before he got to play this hands-on he looked at the trailers to see where the pokemon were in the trailers to see if that matched up with the the gameplay that he got to play and it did which Hmm. is fantastic because it kind of assumes that they have gone down the route of okay this is the area And therefore, these are the type of Pokemon you would expect to find in there. So, for example, the Venonat isn't found in the middle of a desert. Like, they've really thought about this. And I know you mentioned this a long time ago on the podcast where they do put thought into, okay, these Pokemon will appear on these routes because of this situation. Yeah, it's good because
1: this is the environment they live
0: in and this is who they feed off in that environment and that kind of stuff. And the fact that we've gone open world and they're still adhering to that is fantastic. Absolutely love it. Um... What do you think of the the uh, the UI for the battle? Is it growing on you?
1: Um, it's a little. No, I don't like it. I don't yep. think it's. I don't think it looks great. It's not my favorite one to do. And again, it does not compare even in the slightest to Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, it is out the way. It's it's unintrusive. Yes, which I will give it credit for. Um, the other thing we got confirmed here is that. No, you can't move around while the battles are happening, even yep. though wild Pokemon will move around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sort of react to the battle outside of the battle you're in, which is really yes. cool. Um, you can move the camera.
0: I, I, okay. like, I like that. It, it, for, cine- like, for cinematic purposes, you fire off like... A really powerful attack you want to zoom in and see how the pokemon relax. uh
1: yeah. yeah and you're not and you're not locked into the camera moving yes. around as it has done previously yes which doesn't always look fantastic Agreed. It's like aha zoom in on your pokemon doing his <laughs> standard basic face that doesn't change at change. all
0: I, I isn't do. this dramatic not I really. do like that. I did like the animation of when they uh, terrestrialize, and you get all the spinning elements around it. That was a nice, which is a, a shame because that looks fantastic. But then parts of the UI is a bit lackluster in my opinion. But I know I've spoken, I've spoken with people that do like it. One thing that I did like though is the um, when it when it pops up with the experience, and it all shows the Pokemon on the left, and they've got the BDSP um, um, mm-hmm. style. Images for each of the Pokemon. I do like that. That that does yeah, work for and me. And you,
1: and you get that as well when you go to the Pokemon Center. Yeah. You get it zoomed in. You get all the sprites for them with their health glowing underneath. It it's minimalist.
0: Yes, yes. It's
1: again, it's not my favorite UI, but it no. is minimalist. It does seem unintrusive. I do like
0: it. So one thing that we haven't had confirmed, and I don't think this is this will be possible but with the amount of customization that they have loaded into this game it makes me wonder if maybe we might go back to the original pokemon games where you could change the you know you could change the frames and i know that some of the older rpgs you could change the color of the boxes are uh, not pokemon but other JRPGs. you could change yeah, the I boxes see what you're saying. so maybe maybe just with the amount of customization maybe that's going to be possible but i can only that's something that i wouldn't mind, wouldn't make a huge amount of difference, but it's not something that's been confirmed. I don't think it's the case, but I would love that. Um, speaking of customization, the player customization, how your character looks.
1: It's so in-depth and I love it. And again, this is one of the things I'm so excited about because I released a video uh, a month or so ago now saying like five weirdly specific things I want to see in Pokemon. Yeah. And one of the last things on there was I want gender-neutral Uh, customization I want my male character to have long female style hair I want to wear whatever clothes I want I just want it all to be open and it very much seems to be that way you know you can go from a buzz cut to the longest hair you can possibly have doesn't matter we've literally seen characters who would you know be male passing go into the customization and come out female passing it's fantastic and I think in one of the last trailers that we got, there was, uh, you had the three different trainers mm-hmm. doing their, um, you know, and the voiceover was talking about, oh, this, is, this trainer's doing this, this trainer's doing this, this trainer's doing this. And the first one was he, and the second one was she, and the third one was they. Very yeah. specifically was referred to by the voiceover artist as they the whole time. So, is gender neutrality coming to Pokémon? Not sure, but you can certainly look however you yeah, want.
0: That inclusivity is absolutely fantastic to let people be who they want to be. Because thinking back to Sword and Shield and Legends of Arceus, and and even further back to Sun and Moon, where it was like, here are your four male, four female, slightly different hair colors, and slightly different skin colors. Like, I'm I'm none of them. Like, no, like let let me let me customize. And this allows you to do that. It seems that the moment you start the game and you get your typical, oh, yeah, boy, are you a girl? What's your name? Show us how you look. And you can go in and you can customize pretty much everything. Hair, um, eyes, eyebrows, smile, facial features such as freckles, um, uh, how your character kind of looks is just all there for you to basically do what you want with and then change the majority of that on the fly, it seems that the only things that you can't change on the fly are clothing, which kind of makes and sense, and hair color. And hair color also kind of kind of makes sense uh, that you would need to go somewhere to do them. I'm okay with them. That that makes sense in worlds you wouldn't just if you in real life you wouldn't be sat there in a park going, "I'm going to dye my hair a different color right now." You'd have to go off and, and do something. So I'm absolutely perfect, I'm fine with that. It's fantastic. Um, I think where this customization is really going to sh- to shine. Is the camera functionality, which looks great. Yep. <laughs> I do I, I do wanna give up one gripe about the okay, customization okay.
1: though, and it is a very small one, but it's the fact that you have to accept it before you can see what it looks like.
0: You oh, don't scroll
1: yeah. down and see what it looks like and then accept, you accept and then see what it looks like. So
0: mm, very, yeah. very minor gripe.
1: Yes. But I've gotta have one
0: you've got it, you've got to get in a gripe, and it's a bit strange really, where they've mentioned about they want a game that's very fluid, and you'd think that wouldn't like this kind of goes against that premise because it isn't fluid because like oh okay, I like that one, press a, oh no, I don't like that one, next one, ooh, press a so yeah it's a it's a minor gripe, I think to be fair, once you've set up your character, you're probably not going to be that fussed about that. Issue. No, but you
1: can. If, yes. you, if you are, you can. And yes. that in
0: itself is fantastic. Exactly. Um, But the camera feature, they showed a lot more of this as well, in terms of um, they were just walking around town, just taking photos, like showing the camera, uh, the front-facing camera, of just Pokemon that were just there, just doing the little things. And the quality looks fantastic. It like, does look
1: great. I mean, you can set this, I'm pretty sure you can set this as like your Pokedex background, your wrote on phone background and stuff wow. like that but um, the, I- the idea that you can take pictures with your friends, you can yeah. all do the emotes like on the fly. you've got a whole emote menu that you can yeah. use. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to use it probably very much personally
0: yeah but... i'm I'm thinking it, uh, the only time I'm going to use it is um, maybe at the start, just so I've got that initial picture. Um, at some point, because I do want to play multiplayer on this and play against other people, makes me think that whatever you take as a photo can be a sign. You know, Sword and Shield, you had a kind of mm-hmm. card. So I'd imagine that must be functionality that, that's included. But then also just... um, I want to try that and get... Thumbnails. Oh yeah, thumbnails. Didn't think about that. Thumbnails is uh, probably thumbnails. the one I'm gonna use it for most. And um obviously trying to get those quirky photos of, you know, oh I'm at the end of the game, I'm battling the legendary Pokemon, or I'm about to battle the legendary Pokemon. Pull Let's, a funny face. Yeah, pull a funny face, like, oh I'm in the back, it's in the background, I'm I'm happy, I'm scared, I'm like something like that. Something that a little bit quirky. I would absolutely love that. Um one thing that this video didn't answer, but I've read that you do see shiny Pokemon in the overworld. Yes. That was confirmed by Serebii
1: Joe, who was the first ah. person to find a shiny Pokemon in this game. Uh, wow. <laughs> unfortunately, is not allowed to keep it. Yeah, I heard about that.
0: That is so cruel. Like, come it is on. The odds are that low, and yet you're not letting them keep it. Brutal. But
1: shiny Pokemon are confirmed to be shown on the overworld. Yes. So you will know a shiny Pokemon before you run into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, which... That it just makes sense, like the fact that that was functionality in the in a few of the most recent Switch games makes sense that they would they would bring that to this as well, um, which also
1: means that as we've got Terastal Pokemon in the overworld, sort of with different Terastal typings, yes, you're going to be able to shiny hunt those
0: as well. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, what 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 else is there? What else have you got while I'm scrolling uh, through the video? On the note of
1: terrestrialization, we got a further confirmation of how it works. Yes. So, and again, we won't know this for sure until the game's finally come out or is confirmed by Nintendo, but from what we were hearing today or over the last week, yes, it completely replaces your typing. However, you keep the stab of the typing that you had previously. Mm. So if you were a fire flying type and you terrestrialize to a water type, you are now a water type Pokemon purely, mm-hmm. but you still have stab on your fire and flying type attacks. Makes sense. Makes sense. However, if you terrestrialize to a fire type, you are now a pure fly- fire type. You, you lose your flying type, but you now have two times stab instead of 1.5 on fire type moves, and you still have 1.5 times stab on flying. So that's really interesting how that works. I- and I think. The ability to flip it up or to mm-hmm. change it up on the fly is going to be huge. I yes. think it's going to actually, you know, we've talked a lot about how it's going to change competitive. Yes, but I actually think it might change your game experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just an auto win button like Z moves were. Yes, that so you just click it and go. It's there's a lot of thought that needs to be put into it, and it's going to, you know, actually change your experience of these games as you play through them, which is great. Agreed. Is fantastic. I think.
0: Um... I think, personally, am I a bit gutted that it doesn't add the typing? Like, oh, you're a Fire-type, you're ter- Terrestrialized to Water-type, you're now a Fire-Water-type. How just, complicated yeah, Well, that's, it be, though? That was going to be my point, because, like, one's if you're a Pokémon that already has two typings, and we know that it, if they were going to add a third typing to Pokémon, some of which do desperately need a third typing, it makes sense. How complicated that then becomes, like you say, because, okay... Your three typings. Now we need to like work out what you actually weak to, what you strong against. So it it does make sense that they've just gone. That that is now your primary and only typing when you terrestrialize. I'm okay with that. And you know what? From a me thinking about me playing this game, I'm actually okay with that because now I know that okay, you're now that typing, and I know your strengths and weaknesses. Rather than okay, this thing has two to three typings. And trying to do the mental gymnastics in my head to figure out what are you weak to, what are you strong against, so I'm okay with that personally. Um, one other thing that I've just got on screen now, and I absolutely love this, is the the, and it's just a small little thing, but it's the fact that they show they've shown love it to it is the Pokemon healing screen, and just how it kind of shows. Your Pokemon, the Pokeballs, the healing up. I, I love it. I absolutely love how this looks. And it's a, it's a little thing. It really doesn't make a difference to your gameplay experience because you know what your team of six are. But it just looks so cool. I love it.
1: It's yeah, so- it's just another point of interaction for you to see your Pokemon. Yes. You know, yes. They, 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 there's a, a, a weird part that came from um, the experience share being always on. Mm. is that pokemon could be in your party and they could be there for type coverage really you'd yeah. use them when you specifically needed them but they never really felt like yours because you never saw them very often
0: yes yes
1: where so the little moments where you know you see them when you're healing you mm. see them when you mm. go into the party you see them when you throw them out into auto battles
0: they yeah. feel more like your yes. pokemon cuz
1: you're using them constantly
0: definitely i, I absolutely i absolutely love that Um, We got more explained to us on auto battles as well, Yes,
1: where it's the type and level advantage that means the most as to how well you do in the auto battle, which is great. The experience you get from them is lower. Makes sense. I'm also happy with because we were a little bit worried like, is this just going to replace battling? Is it going to be worth the same? No, it's not worth the same. But you do get the items that the Pokemon drop. -hmm, Which mm -hmm. are used for TMs and stuff like that. I feel like they have to be used for more than TMs as well.
0: I think so as well. Um, I, yes, I I don't know what, and I've not really got any ideas about whilst they could be used for, but surely, yes, they must be because otherwise, you're going to get to the point where you're auto battling a lot. You've got a lot of items which are only, you know, only craft two TMs, which maybe you don't want, and suddenly your bag's full of all these items. Um, So. Yeah, maybe they will be used for something else. I just don't know what. Um, Generally speaking, we're only going to have one Pokemon
1: on the Let's Go feature, unless we're doing the Star Road, um, in yeah. which case
0: we use three that interchange. I, I understand it. I understand this because it could get a bit chaotic, and you know, issues with the game being able to display six Pokemon on screen. On top of all the wild Pokemon and how that inter- how they interact with one another, I can understand why they've gone with the the one option. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if in later games, you know, Gen Ten onwards, we maybe get more Pokemon as they learn more about these features and how they implement them. Um, because I'd imagine, oh, they've you know how we've discussed in in the past where you know they Game Freak are fantastic at giving you a new feature, but then they take away like two features for every one that yep. they had. This feels like the opposite where they've gone, there's a lot of features here. We're not really taking anything away other than it looks like the only thing they're really off the top of my head taking away is Gigantamax and Dynamaxing, which that makes sense because that's what they have been doing. Like every game gets their, that gimmick. Fine with them taking that away, but they've thrown a load of other features. So I'm okay if they are taking baby steps with a couple of these new features because like legends Arcus was a testing ground i'm sure this is also they are testing features that they want to evolve and develop for gen 10 absolutely okay with oh, that absolutely and the thing is gen 10 needs to be big it needs it to has be to special be. yes agreed it needs to be you know a culmination of all the big things from the previous pokemon games um speaking of things that uh, features that they are they are bringing back and haven't really developed or changed is the xp share always being on i'm I'm mixed about this again, mainly because it depends on how I'm playing the game. If I'm playing the game in my own personal time, yeah, XP Share always on. Absolutely happy with that. Love it. If I'm playing a Nuzlocke, maybe not. Um, I don't want it on, but it's fine. It doesn't make or break the game for me. It just changes the way that you play it. And it makes sense that they've implemented it for the um when when we've mentioned that they've mentioned about, you know, they want the game to flow. It makes sense mm. that you haven't got to, right, I've got a LeChonk that's level three and the rest of my team are level 20. I've got to go out and grind the LeChonk. You know, you can just keep it in the back and slowly it'll build up its levels and now it's a useful part of the party. It, it makes sense. I understand why they're doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things of, I, I understand the gameplay style that they're going for, mm-hmm. but it upsets me that it's not a choice.
0: Yes, yes. There should
1: always be more choice Agreed. available to us i don't I'd like bury it in the options so it's hard for people to turn on by accident yeah that's fine agreed. but uh, make it an option
0: agreed i, I agree with you that and that that is that's definitely functionality they can do but they've they've made a decision um i i'm not surprised that it's always on like the writing was on the wall that that is where we were going um with with pokemon for the last couple of generations but fine whatever um Talking about experience and go something on. I
1: am still slightly worried about. Yes. Uh, again, we watched through uh, Philly Beats' cover of it, and he said he walked up to fight Brassius and was over leveled.
0: Yeah. Not a, which yeah. and
1: and the idea was that well your Pokemon are higher level than you would be at this part of the game. It's like okay, right? Do the gyms not scale then?
0: No, I I'd because say there's because
1: there's there's a couple of ways it can go. It can either scale to your level, yeah. which it clearly doesn't, mm-hmm. or it can scale to the amount of gym badges you have. Yeah. Now, he, he was told by a Nintendo employee, you're, you're higher level than you should be for this part of the game. Does that yeah. mean for the amount of badges you have? For the, Does that mean for the amount of story quests you've completed? Yeah. Or does that just mean at
0: this part of the map where you're exploring? Well, that, well, that's it. Like I'd, I'd imagine there must be locks in place to, you know, you start the game, right, you can go wherever you want, which is a brave choice, but it does mm-hmm. open it up to, okay, before I even do any of these three paths, I'm gonna explore, I'm gonna fill out my Pokedex, and suddenly your mon's level 30. Right, I'm gonna start the gym challenge. Uh, the first gym leader's level 10. Oh, this isn't really a challenge anymore. And the fact that the fact that they've not mentioned anything about scaling makes me think scaling isn't in-game, which that that like out of all the issues with this game, which it doesn't look like there's many of anymore that is one issue for me personally because i do want it to be a challenge i do want there to be parts where okay i've you know i've built up this team i want it to i want to go against the first gym leader and go okay right am i going to win this what are they going to bring out and it's a shame really because i feel like it wouldn't be that difficult to either do level scaling based on the average party of your team or just make it so that okay depending on where you are in the game and what you've done, they, they get level boosts. And therefore, if they get level boosts, they also learn the moves. I can't imagine that would be difficult to implement. but I'm not a game designer, so I don't know. But it is a bit disappointing that it doesn't seem like we're getting any kind of difficulty modified depending on where you are in the game.
1: Yeah, especially seeing as, again, I was watching another gameplay review who was talking about the fact that when they played through uh the wild pokemon were in this one area that they were allowed to explore mm. were between level 10 and level 30 yeah so it's not like each area is locked to a certain level there are differing levels amongst the area fantastic love to see it mm-hmm. but just 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 scale the gyms
0: please yeah yeah Ex- exactly
1: you, you, it's already within the lore of the world mm. it's already there we saw brock pull out six pokemon and go no this is your first badge i'm going to use two yeah
0: exactly it's, that's all I need. All we need. Um, Pokemon evolutions in the overworld. Uh not love it. not a feature that I thought I needed, but yeah, I love it. Like like you do the fact that you know you're just wandering around, it starts to evolve rather than going to you know your typical evolution screen, which never really made sense to me. I'm guessing it's happening in the Pokeball. I I don't know. Um, but the fact that you get to see it on screen is fantastic. The question I have for that is. Is that happening and you can't do anything or can you take photos while it's happening? Because that would be oh, that's really cool. An amazing feature to be able to do that. Because you know how when Pokemon evolve and they always like do something, whether or not they roar, they, you know, flap the wings or whatever it might be, being able to capture those unique moments again, making it feel like those Pokemon are yours. Like I, I want I want that functionality. Um something else. You've
1: had it confirmed that uh, moves and stuff, you're gonna be able to learn. As you want. So all, all of your moves are going to be able to be swapped out on the fly. You okay. don't have to go to a center or anything. You can just remember whatever moves Fantastic. you like. Same as Legends Arceus. I wonder if Evolution are going to be the same as Legends Arceus, where it's like, oh, it can evolve. Click here if you want it to. I hope so.
0: I, that, again, is another feature that um, when I played Legends Arceus and that was the case, I was like, okay, this is, this is different than what I'm used to, but I actually like it. Um, mainly because they're- my
1: only Go on. my only thought against it is Philly does know that he picked up an Everstone, mm. and an Everstone doesn't make much sense if you
0: can choose true, when they evolve. True, that yeah, unfortunate. Well, uh, well, unless you want to troll people, like when you when you send over a Pokemon that trades, that's the only true, 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 only place. Um, but I do take your point that it, if you can choose when to evolve Pokemon. It doesn't make sense to include an Everstone in game, um, but it, I'll tell you what. The
1: one thing I'm still waiting for, though, is my Pokemon to evolve during battle.
0: Agreed, like that because because again, like you said, that we've seen that before in the anime. It's such
1: an anime staple. Yes, like every every single time it evolves during battle, and then it helps you overcome. Like agreed. if you fight the gym leader's fourth Pokemon. And then hit the level to evolve, evolve, and then can suddenly take on the last Pokemon. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah. And again, that's another one of those things where it makes the Pokemon feel like they they're yours. Because could you imagine that you're on you're on the back foot, you're battling a gym leader, you're like, okay, right, I'm I've lost a couple of Pokemon here. And then the Pokemon evolves and it helps you to win the battle. And suddenly you've got this this love, this respect for this Pokemon. You're like, oh well, I remember the time it evolved. I I struggled. And I've got this huge grin on my face because it's one of those features where yeah it probably doesn't make a huge amount of difference to most people but to me it's another one of those elements where it just makes the the world feel real and that's what I, that's what I want from the Pokemon series um for, maybe gen 10 who knows um what else what what else was there that stood out to you was there anything else? Honestly, I'm running out of things. Um
1: again, time changes faster. There was a suggestion that there was no way of changing that. Yes. I would be surprised if that was the case, because again, Legends Archis, you yeah. were able to go lie down in a yes. in a tent yeah. and switch the time up. I think if you're going to have time not relate to real world time, there needs to be a way to change it. Agreed. Just go lie down in a so, bit. That's an RPG statement. Yes. So that should definitely be a
0: thing. What I took from that was um i read that as you can you can't change it by going into settings going into your switch settings like mm-hmm. there's no there's no way outside of the game to change the time surely there will be a way like you say to rest or whatever and that will force a time change because the way they implement it in legends Arceus was great i love that because it wasn't just a or do you want to rest? And it's suddenly night or day. It was just a little bit, or, or you know, you could you could rest until the 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 day changed. Which I, I love that functionality.
1: Mm-hmm. The only other thing I have noted here then is that we still don't necessarily know how breeding works.
0: The, they're keeping very tight lipped on that, which makes me think they're mixing it up. Because if it was just a case of yeah, there's daycare centres. Like, why would you want to withhold that information at this point? hmm But the only thing I can think of is that the reason they're holding that back is because yes, there are daycare centers, but also they want people to do the, the, the breeding or egg binding mechanic in the picnic. And they in the picnics. Because there's something different or unique about that. Um, so- oh, you know the shiny odds will be higher. Yes. You know the shiny odds for picnic Pokemon will be higher. There will be there will be definitely something that that makes you want to use the picnic function. And the the only reason I think that is because the the cooking minigame in Sword and Shield, like, it was th- it was just there. It was great mm-hmm. to do once or twice, but then beyond that, I've never used it because there's no no real benefit to it whereas surely they've learned from that and gone surely you don't go okay the cooking mini game was nice let's bring it to saw scarlet and violet but let's not make any changes to it i i can't see that like like we've said they want to try bigger and better things so surely they go okay let's build on what we implemented in in sword and shield and add functionality to it
1: i did hear someone mention that you know the cooking or the sandwich making thing is. Fun, but I'd only do it once if it wasn't for the buffs it gave me in the Overworld. Yes, yes. Which is, which is fascinating, that the, the idea that, you know, they're worth doing. Yes. The other thing as well that I heard is that the affection mechanic, mm-hmm. which I personally am not a fan of. Are we talking um, about
0: the BDSP affection mechanic? Yeah, yes.
1: the BDSP, the fact that it can, like, avoid moves yes. and cure itself from poison and stuff like that, seems to be locked to the showering of your Pokémon. So okay. when you wash them and stuff like that, uh, that's where okay. the affection's going to okay, come into okay, it. yeah. Which, again, is great, because mm. if you look after your Pokémon, yes. they love you more. Yeah. Cool, yeah. like it. But it's also really easy to avoid if you don't like the mechanic.
0: Yeah, it's... um. I, I think there were unlike BDSP, where it
1: was just a case of if you kept hold of them.
0: Yeah, I, I think they were probably stuck in between a rock and a hard place in terms of how to implement that mechanic without it going as far as BDSP. Because I will admit, the first few times it happened in BDSP, absolutely loved it. Um, when you're doing a challenge video and you avoid multiple attacks and survive on one HP, despite already only having one HP, felt a little bit cheap at times. So, yeah. I'm okay with them almost locking that behind a functionality because then it's, if for people that do want to maybe make the game as hard as possible, they don't, it's one of those things where, okay, I don't need to worry about this, you know, feeling like I've cheated the, the game in order to you know, gain the benefit from um, the uh, affection mechanic. So, I'm okay with that. Um, the only other yeah. thing I've got to say on it is from what we've seen, the lighting looks phenomenal on some of the Pokemon um have like seen Lucario use Aura Sphere and like the the weight changes like the the lighting reflects off Lucario and the Magnemite that I've seen in the sun and the the shine and the the change of the colors it looks it looks fantastic it's looking really good so far, yeah
1: I agree and again I'm more they have confirmed that what we were seeing in like the English trailers and stuff was a development copy. Which, um, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people were playing as well. You know, some people mentioned like, oh, there was some stuttering, but this was an older development copy. Yes, which, so it's not worth worrying about.
0: Which, like, fair enough, like absolutely okay with you showing development copies because like it makes sense because you might not have the most up-to-date build to be able to go we need a trailer can we use the bill no it's not ready yet but like let people know it's a development copy let them know okay this was taken from footage six months ago like and maybe they're thinking oh we don't need to tell people that people know that surely this is a, a you know it's several months out people are going to assume oh the, the game isn't finished yet but let people know that surely
1: yeah give, give me that gameplay footage it's not final That's yes that little that's all you need that you're allowed to yes. use and i like it
0: yeah exactly use it. I, I i don't get why that wasn't something i i don't know anyway um but so overall on let, let's give it a hype rating on a scale of one to ten how hyped are you to play this game now uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. It's about nine for me. So it's good to know that we're on the same wavelength. There are a couple of questions that we still have. Um, Yeah. Still no confirmation of how
1: the multiplayer works and whether you can do the story missions with multiplayer. Yes. That one's still up there and is still a very hard sticking point for me.
0: Agreed. I, I'm a little bit more relaxed on that now, mainly because I think we're probably going to get something before launch about that. Surely we, mm-hmm. surely we have to, um, just for that expl- uh, you know, just to, just so they can explain it. Because some people probably are thinking, oh, I'm not a huge fan of Pokemon games, but if I can play them with friends, and I have friends, which would be nice, um, you know, they can, <laughs> they, can, they, can they can go and play. Um, so I I, I think we must be getting a multiplayer trail and probably a couple of other Pokemon. Info, you know, information releases, whatever you want to call it, but the fact that we are—I'm try, I'm trying to—I I want to have a look now, how many weeks we are until so it releases one, two, three weeks tomorrow, or three weeks today as of re, as of releasing this podcast. So that's probably two more weeks they can get information out. Maybe three if they really want to go hard on the final week. I think we are getting yeah, it. Go and on. and the thing is they've done
1: lots of like trailers for people who are invested. Yeah. I think what we're going to see over the next couple of weeks is more normie trailers, yes. if that makes sense. It'll be footage yeah. that we've already seen, yeah. but presented in a slightly different way to just attract
0: the average consumer. Definitely. Uh, so, um, Oh, I can't wait to play this game. And I cannot wait until we do the podcast where we get to review it. Um, And just to know, you know... Wh- over the past couple of months were some of the things we were saying validated were some of them blown out of proportion were some of them um you know addressed i I just can't i can't wait to play this game and just to review it as well i hope everyone that's listening is excited for that as well um and like let us know are you like after watching this are you excited and are you going to buy this game Are are you up for it I should really pre-order this game at some point. <laughs> no, you're not. Like you said, you're not. Allowed. <laughs> I'm running out of time. So on that point, because I want to play it on release dates, like what do you typically do? Do you pre-order it? Do you download digital? Do you go out first thing in the morning? Like what do you do? So the last couple
1: of times I have pre-ordered it yeah. for delivery. Yes. And it hasn't arrived soon enough for me to do
0: oh, yes,
1: gameplay. So I've then bought it digitally. And I think the last couple of games I've, pre-ordered uh lewis has ended up with them oh mate, look so, that. So, so so i got the pre-order bonus <laughs> yes and then
0: downloaded the digital copy and then gave him my physical copy once it arrived Nice. okay oh that's nice that's nice um so i'm so i'm planning on recording content on day one of this and i've booked the day off to it, mm-hmm. but you do get to that point where you're a little bit worried like do i do I buy it from a store, like digitally, uh, not digitally, do I buy it online for delivery? Like, There's the risk that you don't get it until the postman arrives at 12 o'clock on the day, mm-hmm. but there's also the, the benefit that you might get the day before, which is always nice. But then digital download as well. My internet connection is rubbish where I live. I really don't want to, you know digitally download it and then it's a case of oh no it's not a, you can't download it in advance like you literally 12 o'clock comes and then you download it i i would... No
1: you usually with digital download you can download the game yes. as soon as you buy it right. but you just
0: can't access See, it See if I can do that my and I'm not a huge fan of getting digital games typically but on the switch I'm okay with it mainly because switch games tend to keep their value so there isn't mm-hmm. as much of a benefit of getting a physical copy what I'm probably unless gonna, you want to sell it yes unless you want to sell it which these are the type of games where I don't actually want to sell it I've made that mistake with all my old Pokemon games where yeah. I've sold them regretted it and then suddenly the price of them goes up astronomically and physically it's not it's not feasible to buy them at the cost they want these are games that I am going to be keeping so physical, digital I'm okay with either of them um, and the way I see it but, is
1: you're just having a very valuable Switch
0: yeah true, true yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's a that's a really good point actually, where you have got all these games loaded on your Switch. It's another reason to keep it. Because I've done the same in the past where I've sold the consoles. Like the Wii I've bought about four times now. And I've I've learned from that. Like keep the Wii because there's always family that come around and go, Should we have a go on the Wii? Yeah, let's have a go on the Wii. Um so um, I don't know which, ver- I'm sorry, I know which version I'm getting, but I don't know how I'm going to get it. I think, to be quite honest with you, I'm probably just going to wake up first thing on the Friday morning, pop down to the local shops, which is 10 minutes away, and buy it from there.
1: That's fair. So You're not, you're not interested in any of the pre-order bonuses that are out? Well, the berries.
0: <laughs> so the only one... No, so, there are, there what, are some so that are like the berries, not digital content. There's the, um, the flying... Oh, not digital content. What, what, what is there? Content. Oh, go on.
1: So, like, you get the steel books, you get okay. um, oh, there's figures, I think, if you order from Japan, you get a specific card and stuff like that. I w- we might have to do an entire podcast episode on pre-order uh,
0: bonuses, I, and which one we think are worth it. I'd be okay with that, mainly because I really want to rant about the berries. <laughs> like, That's Like, fair. like, like what? <laughs> right, okay. Um, do you know what the Maybe ne- next week, one- then. Maybe next week, yes, Um, depending on what else gets released between now and then, so don't hold us to it, but it's definitely something that we want to discuss in the next coming weeks. So, um, should we move on to our next segment? Yes, indeed. Fantastic. So it's that time again where we continue watching Pokemon Master Journeys and discuss the latest three episodes. So we're starting off with episode 10 of Rolliking Roll. So, what do you think of the episode?
1: This was a garbage episode and I didn't like any minutes of it. Actually, that's a lie. I liked one thing about it. It had a really good song in it at one
0: point. What was there's the song? A really good, good, was there's, the
1: song? There's, no, there's a really good guitar riff in there uh, that I quite okay, liked. Okay. So the, but other than that, it's a garbage episode.
0: It's one of those episodes where it's two episodes in one. Um, mm-hmm. Which I've started to learn that this kind of implies that, okay, there's not enough content for an entire episode. Let's bundle them together. But I feel like even doing half an episode on these is a little bit of a waste because the ideas aren't strong enough in them. Yeah. they're a little bit slapstick. there's no real de- developments. I mean the first one is basically a gulping getting getting stuck on the team um on Ash and Go, and they can't. Dislodge the gulping and then we get a basically... Did you ever play that game on Xbox? That Beautiful was, Katamari. Kamari. that's the one where you're just building and building as things roll into one another. Um, mm-hmm. And just the slapstick that happens because they happen to roll up and it was an Alakazam, wasn't it? Which then uses its psychic powers to fly it all over the place. Um, it's, yeah. it's just a... Uh, it's just a disappointing... Episode, not really a lot that happens, as which is this go on. The setup's
1: not really great either. No. James like sleepwalks and puts Meowth that's in, yes. in the contraption and then spins it, and yeah. then a bunch of gulping
0: come out, and then uh. The, uh, the like the one the only takeaway I got from this was like, Oh, that's a neat little addition. Is um Chris on the back of her chair has a Psyduck um like backrest. Which is a yes. nice little, nice little continuity thing. I like that. Other than that, yeah, it's an episode you can probably. Uh, the first half, at least, is definitely an episode you can skip, in my opinion. Yeah, that you, nothing happens. I enjoyed the second half a lot more, but it's still an episode you can skip. I think. What's the second half? So it's the right it's now. the Tuttle. So Tuttle gets released, and then Tuttle me Oh and yeah, Elf, they and do a
1: turtle race. They do
0: a turtle race, which there was elements of that I did kind of like because there was a lot of. Um, anime inspired elements where, you know, it zooms in and they show a face, like a, a, an artistic face that they've never shown before. And the the talk between the Tootle and the Turtwig, um, and Meowth translating for these mons. And the fact that, See, like, God, God. Go I,
1: I feel when I Meowth translating ruined it for me. Okay. Because I like old episodes where it's just Pokemon doing Pokemon things yes. as Pokemon. Yeah. It's great. And you don't it could can be a silent episode. Yeah. And you and I think this would have worked better as a silent episode. Okay. But as long as you've got Meowth standing there going, Huh, you must be joking. I'm like,
0: oh, who don't cares? need it. Shut up. And like and it almost on that point, it almost feels a bit cheap that you've got Meowth translating because then you don't need to show so it, like the Pokemon trying to convey these messages in a way when they can't talk. So like, mm-hmm. you know, some of the facial animations and, and, and whatnot. Um, the weird, the weird parts. I don't I think. think God.
1: I don't think any of the jokes landed. I don't think so, it was paced very well. No,
0: I would agree with that. The only and you get and you get the guy at the end.
1: It's like, oh, that must be a shell sage who's just standing on a like, tower of Blastoise I'm like, that,
0: okay, <laughs>
1: okay. It's 2006. Are we on lol random
0: kind of? Yeah. So the 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 one joke that landed for me is where Meowth is like like jogging alongside them. It's got like speed lines. But then it cuts to mm-hmm. showing all of them and they're just like really slow because they're both turtles. I did enjoy that joke. Um, Again, it's one of those where even though it's only a 10 minute episode, it felt a lot longer, but not in a good way. Um, yeah. There was a lot that was like, okay, it just kept going on. And the, the shell sage at the end, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought it was Mr. Fuji. I was like, okay. I right. thought it was Mr. Yes. Fuji. It's the eyebrows, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what's that got to do? Oh, it doesn't have anything nothing, to do
0: with anything. Nothing to do with it. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. It's one of those episodes where, I, like, I don't know if you feel the same about me as like, sometimes it can be a bit of a rush to watch these episodes, make notes, ready for the next podcast. And mm-hmm. this is one of the episodes where I was like, I feel like I've wasted my time a little bit. Um,
1: well, but- I watch these sometimes because Netflix does speed change on your phone. Yes. So I'll watch it at 1.5 times speed. And this was one of those ones where I was like, am I missing the timing of these jokes?
0: Right, okay. So I, so
1: I went back and re-watched it at one time speed. I was like, no, they're just poorly timed yes. jokes. Yes, some of They're them just are. not very funny, and none of this really works for me.
0: Yeah. Um. Should we move on to the next episode? Episode 11? Which is a good one. Which is a good one. a great one. one. When a house is not a home. It was an interesting start, though. Like... Yeah. Just Rillaboom in Go's house. It's like, what is going on? Go has a prophetic dream about yes. a bunch of
1: Rillaboom giving him a
0: Grookey. Which how does that make like how does that make sense? Like, is it the sense of Grookey, maybe, that he knows, and he connects it with Rillaboom? It's just a really weird connection between Yeah, he happens to have a Grookey sleeping on his own and he, on his arm and he dreams about Rillaboom. Um what I did like about it though is that. And it's really strange. This is it raises a question: Is that Go wakes up? It's the Rilla, it's the Grookey, and he tries to catch it. But it's Rotom that tells him off, saying this Pokemon's already been caught. Which is a cool little nod because again, we do
1: get that in the game, and usually it's trainers will throw themselves in front mm. of Pokemon and be like, "Hey, don't be a thief." But how does? So that- I like the idea that the Rotom knows. Yes, but that's the question: Is how does the Rotom know? It must be an energy signature that ties it to a specific Pokeball. Life energy, that's what it is. And
0: and yet <laughs> later on, he yes. breaks his Pokeball, yes. and then it's free to go. Like, how does? So that implies there's an element of a Pokemon can decide if it doesn't want to be caught. But yeah. but then like I, that opens up further questions of Team Rocket have caught all these Pokemon and are using them. So are they okay with Team Rocket's cause and? What they use them for? It's it opens up a kind of wounds that I don't think they expected it to. Yeah, how much of this is slavery? Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> the much. The ultimate question when it comes to Pokemon: how much of this is slavery? Like how? Like because um, I know Grookey breaks out, but is that is that is that based on length of time? Because he's maybe not been in that ball for as long, and therefore it's easier for it to get out. Is it the will of the Pokemon? Is it their desires? Like there's there's it opens up a lot of questions, which I don't think the story. Writers were probably expecting two random blokes on a podcast to to start talking about.
1: I mean, but you bring it back to Charizard, who was... Yes. Charizard's always a weird one, because he was kind of released by his trainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's free for Ash to catch, but then had the boosted XP that you get from a traded Pokemon and then stopped listening to Ash as if it was a traded Pokemon, but he was able to Mm -hmm. catch it in his own Pokeball. So
0: the consistency just isn't there <laughs> no I, I definitely not definitely not um one highlight for for me on this is when grookey is just being a menace and hitting people with its stick and he tries to go up against mr mime who once again steals the show and the way it's just blocking and dodging grookey's attack like it's a martial art expert is fantastic I do like it. I love Chaos Agent Grookey.
1: Yes. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Definitely. I do Go. think now though that we've got Grookey yes. as like the mischievous child. Yes. Um
0: I think it's time for Sobble to grow up a little bit. Agreed. I So this episode and a few others have kind of highlighted that um Cinderace, Cinderace is kind of getting left behind a little bit. Not in terms yep. of um in terms of like Okay, where do the developers go? Where do they, Where do the where does the show go with Cinderace? Because it's evolved. Like, wh- where do you go from that? It's overcome a lot of the obstacles that it had. It sh- you've seen its final evolution. Like, okay, let's give let's give Grookey and Sobble time to shine, but that is at the expense of Cinderace. Yeah, unfortunately. Um. So uh, the story progresses. Uh, And we find out that, like we have already mentioned, that Grookey was one of Team Rocket's mons, which escaped their machine by pure coincidence. Um, And one thing that really struck me is when they find this out, go just flat out asks, are you really a member of Team Rocket? like, you can't be that naive, surely, that, like, Grookey has had a say in this that's what yeah i mean team rocket the team known distinctly for stealing pokemon yeah like that like i'm okay with him asking a question my my problem is the question he asked why would it not be like oh so you you want to run away do you want us to help you do you want us to help you to get away from them like it just seems like a really weird question for go to ask yeah i get that as opposed to like do you want to be a part yeah, of Team Rocket? yeah that would have been a way better question Um, which, okay, fine. But obviously we get our usual confrontation with Team Rocket. But what I love is Ash doesn't give them a chance. Like, far fetched, go, attack. Like, don't even mess around. And what I love about this is the continuity. It listens to Ash again. Mm. So that's a Mm. nice little touch there. Yeah, they've been through the chivalry training now. Yes. So...
1: They're, they're getting there. They're getting there. And it only gets better in the next episode, obviously. It does.
0: Um, bef- Before we jump onto that, I just want to... Because there's a little thing that happens with the Pokeballs as well where Grookey is technically a member of Team Rocket because I, th- I can't believe it's James or Jesse, literally just hold up the Pokeball and say, Grookey return, and he doesn't have a say in it. It's forced to return to the, the Pokeball. Yep. Um, But then... Later on in the same episode, Grookey's able to avoid that. That the 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 return thing where you know the energy that kind of jumps out and it lands in the spot where Grookey was and Grookey's mm-hmm. moved on. There's a there's a lot, this this episode the, the, I'd love to do an episode just on like the catching and pokeball mechanics and how that works because there's a lot of conflicting information or yes, further there questions are. raised on how this how this works. Um but the overall takeaway from this episode is, Go's got all three Galar starters.
1: He has indeed, and fair play to him. You yep. know? Again, I think we've mentioned before. I don't think Ash needs starters anymore. Agreed. I think it works really well for Go to have them. Yeah. Um. I think they've all been shown very well. I think they've all yep. had really good personalities. Yeah. Yep. Um. I, they've all grown on me a lot more. Like I'm not. A, I'm still not a big fan of Sobble but I like the way it's portrayed in the anime. I think it looks really good. Agreed. And it has, it's great fun to be around.
0: Agreed. And I think one one great thing about this series is the fact that it's showing off, it's building on what that initial choose your starter of Galar, of, of the Sword and Shield was, where you did get to see their personality when, when Leon releases them the Pokeball and you get to choose them. But then throughout the rest of the game, there's nothing else further to that. Whereas this gives mm-hmm. that gives that that opportunity for the Pokemon to shine and show their personalities, which I really like. Um, speaking of far-fetched, should we move on to episode twelve, which I'm really excited to discuss? Because it's an ash episode. It's an ash episode. But it's not just an ash episode, it's a far-fetched episode as well. And Straight away, I kind of knew where this episode was going because it starts with Sizzle training with Farfetch, and I thought, okay, we've kind of been planting the seeds in the last few um, weeks where we've uh, watched these episodes, and we kind of know where this is going. Especially because Rinto turns up as well. With Rinto his.
1: turns up, the rival of Farfetch, not yes, Ash's rival, yes, Farfetch's yes. rival, shows up with his galay, and, and has now entered the Coronation series, which is really cool. And I like the way they were like, oh, I didn't get a message last time we were around. It's like, no, I've literally only just entered oh, and yeah. I'm now in the great class. And I'm like, that's really cool that you've entered and, and like gone up the ranks so quickly. It really implies how strong of a uh, rival you can be here.
0: Yeah. How strong of a trainer you are. Definitely does. And it makes you wonder. Uh, so, and I'm jumping ahead a, a little bit, but it makes me wonder, is Rinto going to come back? I don't think this is a, a one and I say one and done. He's he's been in a couple of episodes now. Surely he has to come back, right?
1: I don't know. I think the goal was to get to the end of this episode and then that's window yeah. done.
0: I can understand that. I'm coming from the perspective of okay, so he's entered this this tournament and we've seen that a lot of battles are one v one, especially in mm-hmm. the lower ranks. But part of me thinks is that because is that limit put on because he only has the Galade? is it because like lower ranks you don't want large full scale battles for the writers or the animators and for me like yes we've seen that join this episode farfetch manages to take the next step which i love but the fact that galade can also take another step i.e. mega evolution i would love to for them to challenge okay evolution doesn't necessarily guarantee that you know surfetch has reached its peak how do we take that Pokemon even further? So I would like to see Rinto come back with Glade having taken another step and seeing that rivalry overall take one more final step.
1: Um, okay, I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily know if it's going to happen. I think yeah, Rinto is yeah. done. Uh, yeah, I think he has taught Ash all he can. And the fact that Ash has beaten him now, you know, for instance, we know B's coming back.
0: Oh, yeah. We oh, 100% yes.
1: <laughs> know B is coming back because they ended their last match on a draw. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like Ash lost. Yeah. Ash won. Yeah. He got the evolution through it. Yes. Spoilers. He got the evolution. <laughs> the, uh, the the aim of this
0: rivalry is complete. We don't need him anymore. No. I can, un- I can understand that. I I think you, you're right. We're not gaining back. It doesn't take away from the fact that I would like to see him back and and see that next step. But speaking of evolution, should we talk about the evolution and how we get there? It's so good because like, so Farfetch'd gets its leak cut in half. Which, okay, right? I was like, oh, this is something because that is never, it's something that you can only really do in the anime. You can't do in the game. Uh And we spoke about, okay, Far fetched and how it evolves in the game isn't really something you can do in the anime without it being very obvious that Ash will go coming going, oh that that was a critical hit. Well, that was another critical hit. And I didn't think we were gonna go down that route. So the question I had was, how are they going to evolve it? And And it's great because,
1: again, it gets the top of the leak cut off. It's there. It's broken. It's like, oh, no, my life is over. I don't have my leak. And Ash turns around to it and goes, no, we trained with Aegislash. You've seen how this works. We're going to fight like that. Together, we got this. And he picks up the top of the leak and starts using it as a shield, even as a far-fetched. It's so cool. It's so cool. It
0: is. It is absolutely fantastic to see again evolution in the middle of a battle like just mixing it up i love the fact that this evolution felt so natural and it felt like okay the reason it's able to evolve is because it's overcome like if it's based on a knight and a knight isn't just about attacking it is about protecting and defending others as well and the fact that once Mm -hmm. he once he almost figures that out and starts to do it then it evolves, and oh, oh, oh boy! Just the just the uh, just the evolution. But the, I do have a question about the evolution. Like, did it seem different than normal to you? Like how it was animated?
1: Yes, yeah. because it's like covered. It's covered in blue.
0: It's not pure light. Yes, it was really strange because typically when the Pokemon evolve, you don't like it has the you can see the the almost the outline of it in the energy, but you don't usually see their features. Whereas this one was very much, it's evolving but we're, sh- we're deliberately showing you the features. It felt different than normal and how it's portrayed in the anime. Yeah. Which, i I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it was just it, I just, it kind of threw me. It's just was, noticeably yes, different. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm actually okay with it. I kind of, li- I think that I do enjoy the fact that they showed like elements of you know how he transitions from far fetched to surfetched, and I do love that, and I would love to see more of that because it does, it does sometimes come across as weird. As okay, so you know, Pokemon A has evolved into Pokemon B, but they are so different. Like, how does that work? Like, how how like what features does it shed? What features grow? What features change? And I would love to see more of that because then it's a it's almost an evolution of the evolution mechanic and showing okay, this is. Pokemon A evolve into Pokemon B. And we as the Writers, developers, whatever it might be, this is how we envision that happening. Um, so I'm okay with how it how it happened. And of course, like Surfetch gets a power boost. Um mm-hmm. but what I do like about this is also Rinto's Gallade has the justified ability, which gives it a power boost as well. And some of the animation during the fight was absolutely fantastic. Um and obviously. Ash, Ash wins. I mean, typically, if a Pokemon evolves mid-fight in the anime, it's a, it's an instant win. It's a, it's a sign that they are winning, right? I don't think we've ever mm-hmm. seen it where a Pokemon evolves mid-battle and they lose, which, if we did get that, that would be a shock. But, I, but Ash has got a fully evolved team now, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, other than Pikachu. Other than Pikachu. But the only place I could potentially maybe see that happening and where it might feel right Is obviously Lucario can Mega Evolve. Maybe, maybe, okay. Ash is back on the front foot. Mega Evolution. It's not enough. Like that's maybe that's what we might see. Thinking about now, we I think we might see that later on. Not that I know. I've not not skipped ahead. Not read ahead. I'm going into this as blind as I can. The only thing that I knew about this series was Ash's team um, for the most part. And like, there's no more. Like, it's all surprises from here on out for me. Um, so let's see, off on. the
1: top of my head, so he can do like G Max Pikachu. Yes, he can G Max Gengar. Yes, uh, he can Mega Evolve Gengar. Yeah. he can Mega Evolve Lucario. Oh,
0: yes. yes,
1: and then there's a whole bunch of Z moves. Obviously, he's yes. got his special Pikachu Z move, which will no doubt be used the most because mm-hmm. it took down freaking Tapu Koko, and <laughs> <you> it's do. <laughs> just overpowered yeah. as anything. But he has a bunch he has all the Z crystals available to him. Yeah. There's there's a lot this boy can do going forward, and I'm looking forward to Me it. Me
0: too. I'm it's one of the one of the issues I, I have with the games, most so of the anime is the games are afraid to go, Okay, right, this generation you have Dynamaxing, Z crystals, megas, um to, you know, all the other things. The anime doesn't need to worry about that because there's no mm-hmm. there's no real issue in terms of if you're going to animate a fight you've got to animate the fight regardless and a mega evolution or whatever like yes it makes a difference on the amount of time that you need to but like if you're going to do them they're going to be in the big battles anyway where you do want to throw time and money at them um so i hope we do get to see ash bring in his a game and going okay i can mega evolve i can gigantamax i can use Z, z crystals and then the rules that's allowed. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the episode ends kind of where you expect it to. Ash wins. He's, he's increased his rank, so he's getting ever closer to jumping up a rank. He's now 184 in the... Is he in the great class still? Or is he... He's still in the great class. Yeah. He didn't confirm that he went up into
1: ultra class no. or anything like that. No. Um, but that's coming so, soon, yeah. soon, surely. Has to be.
0: He's yes. in the top 200.
1: Yeah. And imagine that. Our boy is in top 200 in the world.
0: That's, that is... Like... It makes sense where he is now, and we've seen him with the Pokemon he's got and the journeys that he's been on. But, like, thinking back to, you know, the initial series a long, long time ago, did you ever think that this would be where he's getting up? No at- shot. No, no. Agreed. Agreed. So to see him develop and get to this point, I'm excited to see what happens. Do you think it's more impactful now because we've seen him lose so
1: often? Like, we've seen him perform well, but not well enough in Champions Yeah leagues before does does this make it more worthwhile now that we're seeing it 20 odd years later
0: i feel yeah it feels very different it feels more earned so in the mm-hmm. so i'm thinking back to in the original anime where obviously he battled i can't remember the trainer's name but he sends out his charizard against the pikachu and the charizard flower refuses to fight and he gets he gets knocked out of the tournament the fact that he was in that tournament But looking back now, felt a little bit more unearned. At least this feels like the the wins feel like they're earned rather than okay. It's a matter of story progression. Um, Whereas those those original series, it almost feel like he probably shouldn't. He didn't even earn his bunch of badges.
1: Exactly. Misty gave it to him. Brock gave it to him. Sabrina gave it to him. Exactly.
0: Like and the fact that he got to what the quarterfinals was it in the original. It was. Oh, I can't even. I can't. I can't hundred percent remember. Quarterfinals is is ringing a bell in my head somewhere. Like it didn't feel like he deserved to get there. To be quite honest with you, the trainer he was back then probably didn't even deserve to get into the champion into the championship. To be and,
1: in the league. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Um, whereas this feels like, yeah, he's he's earned the right to be where he is, and I'm mm. looking forward to seeing where where he goes. And it feels it. Looking forward to it too uh should we move on to the next segment the other thing i'm looking forward oh, to go on. the other thing you're looking forward to okay right so I get. i don't need to ask the question that connor is in fact up for playing a game in front of me i have three pokemon with three pokedex entries each but connor can you spot the fake entry
1: hopefully last time we played this i got three out of
0: three so we got something to play up to today you have so the first pokemon is gulping pokedex entry number one the yellow feather atop its head is a warning to other Pokemon to stay clear of it or risk being dissolved by its stomach acid. Pokédex entry number two. Virtually all of Gulping's body is its stomach. As a result, it can swallow something its own size. This Pokemon's stomach contains a special fluid that digests anything. I lost my way a little bit in the middle, <laughs> but I got there in the end. Do You want me to repeat that one? No, you're good. Good. Uh, final Pokédex entry. There is nothing its stomach can't digest. While it is digesting, vile overpowering gases are expelled.
1: Okay. So, I think we're going to go with the first one because I, Gulpin just strikes me as the sort of Pokemon that would be talked about all of its stomach. All of its Pokedex entries are going to be about its stomach. Mm-hmm. And that's the only one that
0: really wasn't. So, let's go with the first one. You're right. And that's exactly like, you're exactly right that all of its Pokedex entries are basically talk about stomach, but it hasn't got It's got about six Pokédex entries that keep repeating. Yeah, maybe even less than that, actually. So, well done. One point on the board. Right, okay. Pokémon number two is Turtwig. The shell on its back is made of soil. On a very healthy Turtwig, the shell should feel moist. Second entry. It undertakes photosynthesis with its body, making oxygen. The leaf on its head wilts if it is thirsty. And the third and final Pokédex entry. This Pokemon is surprisingly heavy for its size as a result of storing nutrients in its shell.
1: Okay. So I'm going to go with the second one. And the reason I'm going with the second one is because the two points made seem completely separate from each other. And the wilting leaves
0: was from the anime. So we're going to go with the second one. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. It was was the third one, but I, I completely see why. They are completely different. Like, what does photosynthesis and oxygen have to do with the Pokemon is, th- is thirsty and therefore the, the leaves wilt. Yeah, it, it, like I, I think you chose the right one, but it was wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame. Um, so you're not getting that perfect score this week, which I'm actually happy with because if you did it twice in a row, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. So, Harumph. Yeah, pretty much. So the third and final Pokedex entry is Grookey. Um, when it uses its special stick to strike up a beat... The sound waves produced carry revitalizing energy to the plants and flowers in the area. The second Pokedex entry, it attacks with rapid beats of its stick. As it strikes with amazing speed, it gets more and more pumped. And the third and final Pokedex entry, Grookey forms a special bond with its stick and will never replace it. A Grookey without a stick is unable to evolve. Aww. I know, that's a bit... bit... (laughs) well. Um... See, i want to go
1: with the first one because it's what was shown in the anime mm. and i think that's the only real giving i have for this one that's the only explanation as to why i'm going to pick it so i'm going to pick the first one
0: okay uh, i'm afraid it was the last one was so, it yeah oh. I, i'm quite happy with that one but no uh, apparently the uh, the stick does give off like a special kind of energy um but other than that it's just a stick um, so okay, a Grookey, I don't know if a Grookey without one can evolve. I don't know. So, uh, possibly,
1: but I like that. That's a very good Dex entry. I did like the way that was written. Good. Again, it's the only one that got
0: an emotional response yeah. from me for the whole game. So well, well done. Thank you very much. I like I'll it. take one out of three. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. <laughs> Do you know what it's time for now, Connie? It's time for questions and answers. Okay, perfect. Um, so if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, which Tyler did, um, asking the question, do you think Dianci could be from Paldea?
1: So I have a video on this. No, um, really? <laughs> I have a video on this about the third legendary of uh, Paldea, the one that Terrastal Energy is yeah. driven from being the male version of Diancie, being the king of Paldea.
0: Whoa! Wow, what a question to ask and what an answer to give. Okay, is there... So, sorry, is this video out yet or is it one that you're doing? Yeah,
1: no, that's out. That's up on my channel. It's called... um,
0: Let me find it now. Oh, I need to get. I'm going to watch that
1: after. It is called uh, The True Source of Terrastal Pokemon. Uh, and the video is, about, is got the thumbnail on it. Is the King of Paldea? Okay, it's about the third legendary being the male version of Diancie. Yes, because obviously Kalos and Paldea are presumably so close together. Yeah, uh, Terrastal form is all about crystal energy, and you know Diancie the only one who can mega evolve in her home region and things like that. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, yes, right. Is she from Paldea? Not sure, but there is certainly a connection there. And I'm 100% convinced that the, there is going to be some form of Diancie in Paldea.
0: Wow. So normally when we ask these questions, we both give our answer. But I, I like I can't top that, so I'm not going to. So I absolutely love the answer and I love that you were so prepared for it. And um, If you haven't, go and check out that video on Connor's YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a question from YouTube from Tony. Nice. how would you feel about ash having a strong female rival i think there's potential with that one character introduced in scarlet and violet's first trailer and they add across the series i don't think the anime has given him a strong female rival um and there were a few trainers that stood out to me that would have been good um
1: okay so we're talking about like giving him nimona as a rival i assume
0: yeah that's what it seems like
1: which again i'm happy to do yeah I think B has effectively been his rival, or is as close to yes. a rival as he's had yes. this series. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not as prevalent as, say, someone like Gary or Paul in previous yes. series. Um, but I don't think the format really lends itself to having Ash have a really strong rival. Yeah. Do uh, obviously, I'm up for it. I I think the female companions Ash has always had, as I say, always end up doing like contests. Yeah. I think Misty was the last trainer female that he wandered around with. Um, so it, it's 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 about time that he had a strong female companion who was also
0: after the title. Yeah, like was also but then, trying to be a champion. But then I can just imagine it. Ash will lose to the female, and we'll see all the thumbnails on YouTube like "Go woke, go broke," <laughs> which it's absolutely. It's like. Fine, let let like I'm okay with him having a strong rival regardless of gender. The gender doesn't make a difference to me. It's like introduce a strong rival and you know what? Absolutely fine with it being female. I would actually like that because then it it it, it breaks the almost the continuity that they've had where any female companions haven't been interesting in battling. Give us a female a trainer that is interesting in, battle, in battling, that does build a strong team, and does want to, you know, have the same goals as Ash. Um And I think you're right that the, there is potential with some of the characters that we've seen in in, in game for Scarlet and Violet. Um, so I think the answer is yeah, like go for it. I'd love to see him have a rival. And I think what I'd like to see maybe is that obviously. Go hasn't really filled that function in journeys no. and I'm okay with that as well because it was nice to have somebodys who who's who doesn't want the same things as Ash because every human is is different everyone has their own hopes goals dreams aspirations so you know moving forward into whatever comes after journeys yeah maybe we do go back to a rival that is with them that is on the same journey but they but then what you could show is okay, these people want the same goals, but it's about how they, their actions lead them to attaining those goals and their actions are different and the way they think about it is different. Um, yeah, bring it I on. I think
1: my one big thing would be that don't make it Gary or Paul with a female skin. Yes. If you're going to introduce a female character as the rival, let her be feminine. Yes. Like, sure, she can be strong. That's fine. Yeah. But much as we saw with B, you know, she's a strong character. She's well into her fighting. She really enjoys it. But she has her feminine qualities as well, where she'll just like eat cake and really enjoy it. If you're going to make it a female character, make it a female character, not a male character with a female skin.
0: Agrees, Yeah. And like, I'd probably want to see, because like you see it in films all the time where like um, the pivot example is whenever there's like, um, a film that's around the army or some kind of military organization and there's always that token woman in the team and she's all, they're, they're all the same and she doesn't act like a woman no, she just it's like she's just a female yes. character there for as you say to be a token yeah exactly don't give us that like give us a character that feels fleshed out alive real and like you say it's not just okay we were originally thinking of having this male character but actually we'll swap it to a female but we'll keep everything else the same all the you know the the backstory aspirations whatever like give us one that's fleshed out please if you're gonna do it do it right and and then you know give give children watching this you know someone to aspire to to look up to to think oh, okay like i I can I can relate to them um so yeah so uh should we move on to the plug section yes I believe so
1: what have you got coming up what have I got coming up? So coming up sometime soon is a video I've been working on about why HMs were maybe better than what we've had since and they were actually mm. great and we should maybe go back to them in some senses but
0: not others. Okay, that straight off the bat sounds controversial, but I'm I I want that. I want that discussion because there were things I did like about the HMs. Um I think what they I think they I think the main issue in my opinion with HMs was um, just they weren't fluid in terms of being able to add them, delete them. It was all like Gen 1, you Absolutely. couldn't. Gen 2 was okay, you can delete them, but you need to go somewhere to delete them. Um, though, and it's not till end of the game. Yes. There were good things yeah. about HMs. Um, there
1: were a lot of good things, and there were a lot of problems, but I yes. feel like in the solutions that we've come up with since, they've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, And fair point. I'm not. I'm not over the moon with the solution we have now. Yeah even though I accept that there was a problem. Yeah. And it's it's a video about analyzing, like, why were HMs ever introduced in the first place? What did they provide? What good parts were there of them? What could we possibly bring back uh, going forward?
0: Fantastic. In terms of what I've got coming up, uh, so wrapping up this series that I'm dealing with British Eagle, X and Y, Cage Lock, uh, going really well. Um, there's going to be a slight gap between when that finishes and when Scarlet and Violet is out, mainly because I'm pulling together artwork and thumbnails and logos and all that kind of stuff for Scarlet and Violet um, because I want content landing on day one with that on YouTube. And honestly, I might start doing some of my challenge videos again on Scarlet and Violet um, because they they, they take forever to do, but the fact that they can make you just like, you can bring out so much creativity with them and allows you to experience the game in a way that typically you wouldn't um so yes yeah, so i think that's what i might be doing again moving forward and that's the show for this week if you've gotten this far you're just a top dollar aren't you connor where can we find you you can find me on my youtube channel at captain fidget or on twitter at cap fidget fantastic and i'm ben you can find me as professor hoeing gaming on youtube and professor hoeing on twitter and twitch as for the Gone Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Gone Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!